We have a square. Uh, it's um, here at Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! Woo! So uh, the reason that we start at 8 o'clock, whether there's an audience or not, is that it's a radio show, so there are people listening on the radio. It's live streaming, and it's also... we just And also it's just me just doing comedy for the throngs of people that uh, are on the Internet. Those, that's real. The Internet is real, right? The Internet is real? Is it? I, I'm having a tough time. I recently had to join Instagram for Mutiny Radio. I have to run the Mutiny Radio's Instagram. And... Um, I never knew that there could be another platform to make me feel like a piece of shit. I thought it was just Facebook that made me feel that everyone else's idealized lives were better than mine. But no, now there's a new platform for me to feel like a pile of shit about. It's so great. It is so fun to see. Hey! But I'll now I'll be taking pictures of you guys and putting it on Instagram because I guess it's a fucking thing. They told me Facebook is dying. I'm like, how? What is... I just... I don't understand the world keeps moving and I feel like these darn kids, these crazy kids these days. Any, you get, uh, famous comedian Casey Scannell in the house recently got married. Are you planning on having kids? You want to have kids someday? No kids, really? That's, wow, cool. That was not the answer I expected from you. I, things are, I, I just like, my whole mind is like tripping over itself. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm lucky. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have any kids. I'm actually really excited for when I go through menopause. I'm just finishing up my period, and it is the worst. Uh, it's. I tried to pretend I was either for a second. It. It sucks so badly. I'm like 44, and I still bleed. It's awful. I have to put in these. I'm trying not to support the paper industry, so I've been using these baby bib blood diapers for years. I actually. Federal crime. My favorite federal crime is stealing mail. Uh, and there was a box. I didn't really say. Okay, I stole the mail. There was a box in my apartment building for like two fucking weeks, right? It's sitting there, this box. And I'm like, what could possibly be in that box? No one's taking the box. I was watch, I was waiting and waiting, nothing. So I was like, this is my box now. This is my box. So I open up the box and it's filled with baby bibs. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? But like a good little socialist, I wrapped them up and stick them in between my twat. So I'll call it being on the rag for a reason. But I was, I was bleeding. I really do. I really do reuse and wash these baby blood diapers. They're like just disgusting, like stained. It's just so, it's so bad. It, it really does work. It makes me feel like a socialist. Hey, look at that. All the comics are here. Uh, Michaela's the bringer. She has three friends who bought tickets. They're just looking for parking or that it's okay. They're just missing this scintillating set about my period. I am, I am excited, though, for when it will finally stop. God, let it stop, please. Uh, because I want to get um, a tattoo to commemorate my unused uterus. And I want to get, get a skeleton baby kitten. A kitten, a little <laughs> tiny kitten curled up like right where my uterus is like a little guy. Like, oh, he's so cute. He's a little man. He's just a, little, like a little, like a little dead baby kitten. I always wanted to. I would rather have kittens than babies. Do you know that mommy cats are the strongest? Are there, are there children walking by? Look at that disturbing us. We're having fun in here, kids. Uh, <laughs> mommy cats are the strongest beings alive uh, because kittens are born with teeth. They have tiny, tiny teeth. It's just so cute, their little teeth. But if you are a mama kitty and you have eight little kitties and they're all strapped to a nip and they've got those tiny teeth, like could you imagine, like, <laughs> women would never breastfeed if the babies came with teeth, Christ. 
what are cat nipples made out of? Can we can we use this to like drill diamond? It's like stronger than diamond bits. It's kitty nipples, kitty nips. <laughs> Sorry, talk a lot about cat nipples. I think a lot about cat. I think a lot about milking different animals. Myself mostly. I I also only want to. I don't want to have a baby, but I have always wanted to lactate. I've wanted to lactate, and I do. I I think it would be. It would be great because I could save the vegans. You're not following me. Uh, that's okay. The thing is the vegans will drink consent-based milk. So they won't drink cow milk because, but they'll breastfeed their children because it's consent-based. So what I'm saying is I can make them in, like a real cheese that's meltable and then, right? Because they have cashew cheese, not cheese, right? Gross. So spreadable. Oh, those miyokus, fake cheese, it's spreadable cheese. It's like a cheese. It's not a cheese. You're going to eat cheesy cheese. You're not going to eat cheese. Don't eat cheese unless you eat my like, breast milk beer cheese. I drink a lot of beer. It's going to be tasty. I save the vegans. But then I smoke and eat so much marijuana that um, if I lactate, I can make TH cheese. <laughs> and then I can, I'm hoping I can get high off my own supply. I don't know how that's going to work. It's like, it's like, can you get fat from eating your own fingernails, you know, or like if you're in, if you're in the wilderness and you eat your own foot, will it keep you alive or will you die faster? Right. Or like how many calories is in my ass? What, I mean, do you, what's the part that you eat? If you feed yourself yourself, how long can you live? This is my question. Is this, <laughs> is that not a, I mean, it's, it's like. No one else thinks of weird like survival time scenarios like uh, I want to abduct a I don't want to abduct a fifth grader I do I want to win the science fair and the way that I'm going to do that since I'm not I'm never going to have any kids of my own and obviously I'm not going to win the science fair now I mean I should it would be weird if I walked into a science fair and I'm like I have these ideas <laughs> they're going to be like I bring my trifold cardboard. I do so I want to I want to abduct a fifth grader so I can win the science fair vicariously. But my ideas are like I want to take a small child uh, and find out what is actually on the nine. Like what is that liquid on the nine R? Is it urine? Is it feces? Like can you get chlamydia from the 22? Is that a thing? Like which bus is the most disgusting? You guys, nobody, no one rides Muni but me. I never get sick because I ride Muni and I bite my nails. So I just, I have like this iron, like, I'll never get sick. Hey, welcome. Come on in. Take a seat. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. They're the, they're the three, they're the three, the three pre-sales. Sweet. And still no one will sit in the front. Every time I moved, I moved. Thank you for sitting in the front. I used to have chairs over here. And then I thought, I thought I'd trick everybody and move the chairs, like, to make it feel, and then people still are, like, afraid to sit in the front. So, okay. We'll see, see, we see you back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, cookies are, wow. They bring in cookies, good stuff. This, um, this, this looks like our, our audience, so I can close the door, because is it cold? Is everybody cold? There we go. Bye-bye, world. I was talking about science fair projects that I want to abduct children so that I can win them ideas important ideas you're like abducting children this is edgy already whoa no I don't I don't I just want to win something uh, but I have this idea <laughs> okay follow me for a second I've convinced fifth graders that this exists um, everything that you know in your life up until this point historically everything is wrong 
and I can prove it, it's because the T-Rex bones were put together wrong, right? The T-Rex bones. Everybody think about the T-Rex in your head, right? Big, biggest, coolest dinosaur, Rah! right? And he's walking, of course, the hubris of man. He's going to walk on two legs, of course. But hey, the top of his head to the back of his tail, articulated spine. Why do we put that weird hip cap? What is that hip cap? What is that about? Big, beefy legs, little tiny arms, baby. If you look at the front of him, he has ribs, but there's no breastbone, right? So what if you take the hip cap and you flip it upside down and you make it a breastbone and you turn those big beefy legs into big beefy wings, ah! T-Rex was a dragon. Why do we have so much mythology about dragons when we have no dragons? T-Rex was a dragon. He was a flying beast in the sky. Everything taught to us is lies. Welcome. <laughs> It's more like a church meeting right now. I'm like, amen, sister. No, this is this is great. You guys like that new Gillette? You like that new Gillette commercial? What does everybody think about that new Gillette commercial? Well, I mean, it's like, how do we feel about advertising anyways, right? Like, they're trying to sell us something because, you know, we're not good enough. Uh, I mean, you can't sell hair dye to a woman with self-esteem. Am I right? Is that how that works? I don't dye my hair anymore. I'm just trying to punch myself up. No, uh, it's... But the Gillette, right? In 1904, we ladies couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. Remember corsets? Long dresses, big boots, and stuff like that, right? And now, if I don't shave from my big toe to my twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. Ew, she's got hair, ah! Gillette, the best a man can get. Oh, I'll never be good enough. Did you hear? <laughs> That's, I mean, anyways, I actually thought that I wasn't wearing makeup for 10 years because of feminism, but then some people gave me a bunch of makeup and I just realized I wasn't wearing it because I was poor. <laughs> like, it's so, eyeliner's like 18 bucks. There's like $100 on women's faces all the time. Like, we better feel good if you better. And then guys are like, oh, let me tell you how to, let me focus it through the male gaze. You know, I watched this documentary about 16-year-old girls in Arkansas in jail, right? And they're talking to them like, what do you want when you get out? What's the first thing you're going to do? And like nine out of 10 of them said, shave these fucking legs. I'm a disgusting, hairy beast. I'm like, you've been in jail for six months and the first thing you do when you're going to get out is satisfy the male gaze? Gillette, <laughs> the best a man can get. Never be good enough. Uh, the Gillette actually just came out with a new razor. I don't know if you guys heard about it. 17 blades for the closest shave right? 17 blades. And the 13th blade is easily removable so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> Just even our president, like he, it comes from the high up. His wife is a fucking Slovene, Slovakian. Where is she from? I, I don't know, but they both border Hungary. My God, she's starving. She's amazing looking. She's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman, but she's not even good enough, right? He had to sleep with some porn star, and then he even said, well, I wouldn't. So she said, uh, well, he did. And she, he said, well, I wouldn't have fucked her. She's ugly. And it's like, ah, you <laughs> We're like, toxic masculinity. Is everybody talking about it now? Because our president is a fucking, it's like, what did the kids learn? Commercials. Oh, be a better man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The world's falling apart. But we're going to laugh about it tonight, right? Yay! Yay! 
I feel you guys sufficiently warm. Yeah. <laughs> Did I warm you up or scare you? They're like, what? Who's that crazy feminist lady on the... Uh, I don't even know. I mean, what's even feminism anymore? Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thank you. I think it's the precept of him. I don't know how it started. I don't know. Reading books. Woo! All right. Uh, we sing a little song before we start. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Hi. How are you doing? Yay. Uh, so, M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. That is marijuana smoke. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Yay! I'm super excited. You guys are here. You have a show. You're clapping. Uh, your first comedian of the night, he just hosted the shit out of the open mic. And he's very, very funny. And you guys are going to love him very, very much. Put your hands together for Chai Sharma. Honestly, just worth staying just to hear that whole chat. Holy shit, that seems like years worth of effort. But uh, yeah, guys, my name is Chai. That's short for Chai Tanya. My parents made a decision when I was born. They're like, all right, what can we name this kid to make sure he stays a virgin in America as long as possible? And uh, 20 years later, can't argue with results. They did a great fucking job. Yeah, man. Thank you, SpongeBob with a deeper voice <laughs> all right but uh, man i love being in san francisco because it means i get to be away from san jose for a bit that's where i live i go to san jose state um woo college education definitely fucking me but uh i love san jose too because it's like a big city like i hadn't lived in a big city before and, uh, but see, like when I first moved to San Jose, though, no one told me that we we're such a big city that we had an airport. So that first plane I saw flying in downtown San Jose, I just look up at the sky and I'm like, huh, it's flying kind of low. <laughs> and you know how your depth perceptions are off when like things are far away. So I was just like, damn, it's really going to hit that building, huh? Like, I didn't think San Jose would be a prime real estate for, like, terrorist attacks, but I was like, okay, I was too young to remember, like, 9-11, so at least I'll remember when uh, fucking 7-11 happened. That's my, that's the day, yeah. My story, and I'm sticking to it. But yeah, I just see this plane, and I'm just like, fuck, it's really going to hit this building, and all of a sudden, it doesn't. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God. That terrorist completely bailed. He was just he was just in there in the cockpit and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna make my family proud, everyone's gonna love me. And then he was just like, But wait a second. What if the virgins they promised me were dudes? And then he just kinda like skirts away. Cause you know, that's something's gotta motivate you to do the things you do, you know? But um yeah, man, I love this vibe and stuff. I've been, like, getting out, doing comedy in, like, bigger places. Like, that usually means, like, older people, though. Like, I was told if I wanted to perform in, like, a bar, I had to, like, have material for, in, like, an older audience. You know, because I'm 20, I need to get into the older mindset. So I started talking to this MILF, or as you older people would call her, a woman, you know? <laughs> 
started talking to this MILF, and you know, we're, we're hitting it off. She tells me where she was on 9-11, how much she puts in her 401k to add her on Facebook. Old people shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, old people shit. Uh, I tell her how much I respected Bl Bill Clinton, and before I know it, I was back in her one-bedroom condo she's still paying a mortgage for, right? So we, we get back there. Like, things are going well, things are going great. She's just like, oh, grab a condom. They're under the stack of Coldplay CDs. And I'm like, all right. So I grab a condom, and I'm like, wait a second. This woman's like... 35 she probably can't have kids anymore so i put it back and uh and, and and then before like i really get into it i'm just like wait a second this lady's probably been sexually active longer than i've been alive so i grabbed two condoms apparently though you're not supposed to do that because it could break and now i have a kid and nothing says getting into an older mindset than having a kid you don't like. <laughs> well, see, only a couple of you laughing at that. That's mainly just for my dad. Like, that's not even a joke. Just had to get it out there on the fucking radio. Um, this isn't really a joke, but, like, I think I know how to solve, like, the Flint water crisis. I think I know how to solve it. All we need to do is just get hella Brita filters down there. Why did anyone think of that? We just need a hella fucking Brita filters and that'll happen. But I mean, hopefully they can like moving, like get out of the situation, man. Uh, it's hard like moving like in general because when I moved, I needed a lot of help. So when my friends needed to move, they asked me for help and I was like, fuck, I can't not say like, no, like I have to help them. So... Here's why I'll never do that again, though. Like, I'll never help someone move again because I feel like I'm not respected as a man moving furniture. Like, you know you're not respected as a man when you're the, can you bring me a screw, dude? You know, like, when you're, like, the, can you bring me that hammer guy? Like, can you pass me that fucking crunch? Like, dude, I don't, I don't even know if that's a thing. Crunch? Probably. I, that, this is why. This is why. But see, you're not respected, you know? Like, another way you could tell is just when they're like, oh, you can't grab a beer. You, we know how you need your sobriety in these situations, so we got you lemonade. You know, a lot of heavy lifting out here. We don't want you to you know, hurt yourself. How you really know, though, is when you're always the guy moving backwards, lifting furniture. Why am I always this guy? Like, I understand you need to be this guy sometimes, but I'm consistently this guy. That's how you know they don't respect you because they don't value your head. You know, it's just like, ah, oh, Frank's good. He has one arm, but, you know, he's a good addition to the group. This guy, he could fall down the stairs and we could not miss him. But, uh, you know, a lot of comedians, they'll end their sets and stuff on, like, a really good joke, something awesome, you know, big laugh at the end and stuff. And all I got to say is good night. Thank you. <laughs> Joy Sharma! Yay! I think everything's hilarious tonight because I am on enough edibles to tranquilize a small Cambodian village. Like, I really ate the crap out of these little gummies earlier, and I'm like, wow! Weed is legal! I still can't believe it. I'm like, how is this? How did this happen? How did we let this happen? I'm so happy. Yay, Chai, thank you. Go all, good luck getting back to San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's you're such a nice guy and so funny, and I didn't thought I thought culture is attracted to squiggles. San Jose is square. It's perfectly square town. You're next there to square. You guys from you from San Jose? No, no. Uh, all right, your next comedian. He's a super funny guy, and you guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together and clap them in a wild slappy like motion. It's Casey Scannell. <laughs> Give it up for Pam. Asking the important questions like, what are cat nipples made out of? I think whoopee cushion material. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? You guys like beer? Everyone likes a good frosty beer, right? Well, guess what? God damn it. I love beer. I love, I love beer so much, I'm afraid I'm going to disappoint it. You know? I always need it by my side. I drink a lot of beer, a lot. Some would say too much, but those people are doctors. And <laughs> they don't know how to party. They don't, but I do. I sure do. Last weekend I uh, went bar hopping and I got, uh, you guys probably know, I got white girl wasted. <laughs> Hammered, man. I Fucking blacked out. I don't remember much, but I do remember I rounded out my night by doing a little bit of skinny dipping in an Uber pool. Have you ever? That's a fun way to make friends. It's an easier way to make enemies, but it's a fun thing to do. But you know, going out with some friends, man, it's too crazy. That's why I'm deciding to uh, drink alone. I think drinking by yourself is amazing. I really do. I, I think drinking by yourself is great because that way you can't black out. You just. Fast forward. <laughs> Fuck Tuesday. Glug, glug, glug. Oh, hello, Wednesday. My head hurts. What? Hey, it's fun. <laughs> I do love beer. Uh, I was at a show once and I uh, walked out of a bathroom holding a beer and a woman that didn't even know me ran right up to me. She's like, excuse me, did you just have that beer with you in the bathroom? I was like, yeah, what's the big deal? She's like, don't you know every time you flush a toilet, a bunch of poo, pee, spit particles, God knows what other germs, flies up in the air, lands in a 10 or 12 foot radius of that bowl. A lot of that shit probably landed in that beer you're about to drink right now. I was like, oh, okay, but who said anything about flushing? <laughs> Wasn't me. I subscribe to the old adage, guys. If it's yellow, let it mellow. And if it's brown, get the fuck out of town before anyone knows you dropped some knowledge there, you know? <laughs> get out. Day one stuff. You learn that in school. But uh, I also like other stuff. I like other booze. I like whiskey. Any whiskey drinkers here? <laughs> That's the whiskey yell. I believe you. <laughs> I like whiskey because it's basically just maple syrup that'll make your grandpa yell at the news. It's so, mmm, <laughs> on a cold night. <laughs> couple nips of that <laughs> happy I also like vodka you guys vodka drinkers here yeah yeah I like vodka not any kind of vodka though I like bottom shelf vodka that's my shit <laughs> if I'm walking through the store and that bottle staring at my sneakers it's going in my beaker that's a house rule for me I like bottom shelf vodka because it's not bogged down with anything extra. No added sugars, no added flavors, no FDA approval. No, no, no. It's the pure, uncut Russian spit. And I love it, Vladimir. I love it. Give me more. Because I don't know about you guys, but I like my vodka like I like my gasoline. Unsafe to drink. That's my sweet spot. 
I like to uh, mix my beer, my cocktails, though. I, I like it a lot, but you know, you got to be careful. There's rules to drinking. There's a uh, beer before liquor, never been sicker. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. Wine before breakfast, you're my mom. <laughs> we, we, got an, we have one Linda. We only need one Linda. She's great. Sweet little lady. I think it's weird how a lot of um, life's advice rhymes so you can remember it, like the beer before liquor stuff. There's also a happy wife, happy life. You guys heard this? Happy wife, happy life. What an adorable threat. <laughs> Doesn't seem very 50-50, but I'm going through it right now because I'm a newlywed gang. Yeah. <laughs> Married a beautiful woman way out of my league, and I'm so surprised she said yes to my stress. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Got her good. And I love being married. because, And there's a lot of things I didn't think I would like so much. Like, I love wearing a wedding ring. I love it. A wedding ring is great because it's a subtle way to tell all those single ladies out there, hey, don't you even think about hollering at me. I'm getting yelled at at home. <laughs> so don't worry. We're in a very long, loving relationship. It's great. You know you're in a long, loving relationship when you don't have to say anything <clears throat> to start a fight. You know, just a little eyebrow raise and your whole trip to Target's ruined. Where did that come from? I didn't see that happening. But it's a real thing. Um... What else do I want to say? Oh, in marriage, uh, I think the whole thing goes, it's like uh, the first to apologize is the bravest, and the first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to tell my wife, relax, is the last. Hoof <laughs> my boof. You can't sit, relax is the new cunt. I think we can <laughs> stick our feet in that one. That's a new rule. You cannot say that anymore. And I'm smart. I never use the R word with my wife. I'm not retarded. <laughs> we're having fun. Uh, we are, we're in love. It's so great. It's awesome. But I still, for some, I lack confidence. I lack self-esteem. It kind of spills over into the bedroom. But what I'm trying to say is the only way I know how to keep it up is if I pretend that I'm somebody else. I just, I don't want to let her down. She deserves so much more. Guess what, gang? I'm bad at sex. <laughs> Jealous? Probably not. Can't knock boots, can barely slap sandals together. I'm struggling. No idea what I'm doing. I know that I'm bad at sex because every woman I've ever slept with has had to finish herself off at the end. It's true. Yeah, and after like the fourth or fifth, suicide. I was like, shit. Okay. Oh, this is on me. All right. That's my fault. Ladies, I don't make love. I make mistakes. Lo siento. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually uh, what many would consider a sex symbol, meaning I can only get an erection if I'm near a set of drums. <laughs> sex symbol. <laughs> New stuff. I read something interesting that there was a uh, hospital in Arizona that had 16 nurses working there that all got pregnant at the exact same time. That's fucking crazy. 16 nurses all pregnant at the exact same time. And that's nuts because I've always known that a good doctor is hard to come by, but apparently an average nurse is super easy to come in. So weird. I was saying they don't know how to party. <laughs> I'm having fun, man. Hey, you guys ever find yourself taking a poop? And you look over and you're like, oh, I'm out of, 
I'm out of toilet paper. So you got to get up and do that weird little crab walk to the store. <laughs> what aisle is it? <laughs> it's a rough commute. Oh, you guys could probably tell by looking at me or maybe you smell me when I walk by. I love weed. Love it so much. I smoke all the time, but I prefer to smoke in the morning. You know, I like to wake and bake. That's my jam, my jelly, everything in between. It's so great. I like to wake and bake because I figure what better way to round out a solid eight hours of sleep than with a nice nap. <laughs> oh, the comfiest way to keep the party going. And I needed that wake and bake today because I had a rude awakening. I woke up, I went to the bathroom, and I found my first gray pubic hair. Yikes. It was a bummer. The weird part was, it was, um, it was in my mouth. <laughs> my grandpa could not stop laughing. <laughs> Hashtag roommate problems, right? <laughs> oh, man. I do not like people that try to sound fancy for no reason. You know, people that say Nevada instead of Nevada, or, oh, I'm just talking to my aunt instead of my aunt, or, hey, we should break up instead of happy birthday. <laughs> the worst. Also, if you're one of these people that uses the word details instead of details, you can suck my penis. How about that? <laughs> Stop it. I've also never understood why they're referred to as facials. Shouldn't they just be called baby showers? Click, click, boom. Heads up, Denise. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> oh, man. You guys ever hate someone so much you wish you had a bigger middle finger? <laughs> That's how I feel whenever I see one of these fucking coffee snobs, man. You guys know these coffee snobs? They're so stupid. I, li I like coffee just fine. I drink coffee all the time. Give me a cup of something that vaguely tastes like a melted donut. I'm good. Not going to complain, but there's these people that take it too seriously, man. It's so nuts. For those of you who don't know, coffee sounds are essentially just hipsters who are very particular about where their uh, diarrhea comes from. It seems weird to me. You guys excited about the Super Bowl? Some, yeah, yeah, big deal. Who cares? I used to love football a lot more than I do now. I used to go to um, a lot of Niners games with my dad because he had season tickets. It's fun. But my first game, I don't remember the game so much as I remember my first stadium bathroom experience. Hoof! That shit's weird, man. I'm eight years old, this high, everything's eye level. It's terrifying. I remember walking in there and this big funky cloud of mustiness just hits you, and it's like a, a thousand goodwills open their doors and queefed on you at once. It was just, whoa, my God. <laughs> Smell like a homeless man's jacket in there. Oh, boy. And I was walking up and just dodging loogie debris and like piss bullet sized droplets I'm like oh my god and walking up to this chin sized piss trough and i already can probably tell i'm gonna get stage fright you guys know stage fright for those of you who don't it's like when a guy walks into a bathroom there's other people in there he goes to the urinal and he forgets his lines <laughs> <laughs> jokes uh but i was walking up i was about to pee and my dad's a couple people over he leans back he's like hey Remember, if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with yourself. <laughs> People started laughing. I got embarrassed because it was at that moment I realized, whoa, my dad jacks off like a weirdo. <laughs> it only takes him twice to come. It's a miracle I'm here. No wonder my middle name is Jesus. All right. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. <laughs>
Casey Scannell, everybody. Yay. He brought up the Super Bowl. I forgot the Super Bowl's even happening. It is, right? It's the Tom, Tom Brady. I feel like Tom Brady is misusing his gifts and that he should be impregnating as many women as possible because he clearly has the next president in that ball sack of his. You know what I mean? Like he is doing a disservice to the world by not like fucking more or having a sperm bank. Like I don't know what he's, I think he's wasting his talents. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch the game. Your next comedian is, <laughs> sorry, I'm snorting tonight because I'm so high. Do you guys? <laughs> Do you guys ever get so high that you forget how your own shower works? Does that ever, just me? I'm like, ah, it's like Airbnb in your own home. It's like cold hot. You're gonna love your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Griffin Daly! Hello, kids. Shut up, no, what the fuck's the matter with you? Uh, Sixty-nine. I don't want to be old. I'm all wrinkly. No, I don't care really, I don't give a fuck. I like being old. Know why? I don't have to shaggy bitches anymore. Cause you won't let me, right? It's great, isn't it? All works out with feminism, doesn't it? You know, because people like me are just like fucking no good to you, right? <laughs> I was raised orthodox misogynist. It's a horrible thing to have to fucking get over. Now my dad was like, a woman's place is in the kitchen and all that shit. You know, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Equality, right? It doesn't really need any more definition than that, does it? Equality, right? Fucking everybody. And they had to teach us as so we get, uh, you know. My first wife, got, she was like 20 something. The second kid's in, the, in like the, uh, what they called it, primary school. Five years old, right? He says, oh, I'm going to get a job, Griff. He said, uh, I said, what? I'm going to get a job for? I make enough money. Because you never want my money. And it took me half an hour to realise that she was right. You know, It's amazing, isn't it? Because I was brainwashed to believe stupid things. But you're right, ain't you? You are. But you're not going to take over. <laughs> Because we're equal too, right? Is that true? Is it? <laughs> what? What's the matter? What are you scared of? You can say what you like, can't you? Because you're f women, right? You can... What? Well, you, you can, right? See? It's all right. Call me an old cunt if you like. I don't care. <laughs> you know, just fucking, you know. You brought up in it. She was brought up in London, I bet you. No, nah, it's a, you know, 
it's taken me a while to get used to the new feminism shit. Because everyone's brainwashed in their own way. Now they are, right? Everyone, Every generation's brainwashed one way or another. So a lot of you guys are communists and shit. That's fucking stupid. Communism's fucking bullshit. She's a communist. <laughs> you ever see any of those programs that are made about, all, about like North Korea and shit? Fuck you don't want communism, Pam. You fucking don't want that. They won't let you do any of this shit. Do you know what they had to do? You know what they had to do when the, the old geezer was uh, uh, the dictator? Everybody had to spy on their neighbour. You you, every morning, you had the session where you had, to, you had to, when you went to work, right? You had a session at like tea break in the morning, 10 o'clock or something, where you had to tell tales about all the people you work with, what they'd been saying to you. How the fuck do you want to live like that? You don't, do you? You want freedom, right? Freedom, baby. Freedom to call an old man a cunt and laugh and stuff. Don't you? You can't do that in Korea. North Korea, South Korea, it's all right. Do what you like. These are not jokes. Just, <laughs> it's just me letting off steam, you know, trying to get this old fucking brain back into circulation. <sighs> It's worn out, you know what I mean? I've been drinking for 55 fucking years. And I just stopped in September. And now all my insanity's coming back. <laughs> the reasons I started drinking 55 years ago, you know. It's all coming back to haunt me. And I've got to deal with it. Yes. That's all right. I've got some jokes. I've got some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I wish I could remember that Alzheimer's joke. It's 2019, kids. 2019. Just think, a year from now, everything will look much clearer. 2020, dear. No, am I? All right. It wasn't funny. All right. Oh, I've got to try it somewhere. This is the play. Oh, look, it's a beautiful light. It's like a spaceship. <laughs> like a flying saucer on its side. You, you, you read the Bible, right? Yeah, Moses, one of your guys, right? Yeah. So Moses was in the Bible one day. <laughs> watching, it, watching his sheep, right? And this bush in front of him bursts into flames. Poosh! Moses goes, oh, my Lord, is that you, God? God goes, no, it's PG&E. <laughs> I'll make her laugh again in a minute. I will. <laughs> this is my new drug. <laughs> That's how I get over the urge to drink. <laughs> chocolate. That's all I can take now, chocolate. Do I look terrible? Do I look like decrepit and stuff? Do I? You sure? So. Really? Give that girl five bucks. <laughs> she thinks I'm terrible, don't you? <laughs> what? <laughs> Little bit. Ugh. Why? What's the matter with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with yeah. You? What don't you like? Oh. 
That's masculine stuff. <laughs> we, we can't control that. It just comes out, you know. Anything else? Anything else? <sighs> I thought I'd better sit down before. In case I die, I don't want to have to fall on somebody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't know how to hurt one of these girls fall and smash their leg or something, you know what I mean? I just gotta I'm closer to fucking the hole in the ground. I love it here. Yeah. This is one of the best places in the world because you can say all kinds of shit, you know. You go to other places and you have to tell all the jokey jokes, you know. But here you can just let all your feelings out. It's great, isn't it? Hey? Just goes to show uh, you know, if you just come up here and take this microphone and tell us what you really feel about stuff. Do you wanna try? <laughs> Because it's good, isn't it, Pam? Talks about cat's tits and stuff. You know, who talks about cat's nipples? Nobody but Pam. It's in that beautiful fucking insanity in, in that head there. You know, it's, that's what creativity is. It's beautiful insanity. So I'm not so aggressive now I'm sitting down, am I? What? Are you an elf? Are you an elf or something? Yeah. I thought you were talking elf in there. What did you say? Oh, sorry. Is your hearing aid on? Uh, no. 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 Just like pull that string thing. No. You pulled a string, my brain will fall out. There's not. There's only a little hole in my head there, you know. Now this is good. I like this. Oh, I just had to get out of the house. You know, it's driving me fucking nuts living in there. Sometimes it's like a prison. No, it's all right. I've been out all day, really. I just, I just didn't want to stay in tonight anyway. You know what I mean? I just got to go out and get into the world and see all these fucking crazy elves and stuff. You know? And I was just missing stories about cats' breasts and shit. Where the fuck do you get that stuff? It's wonderful. I love it. Eh? And, and 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 talking about shaving people. You know? Why do women shave all the fucking beautiful hairs off their vages and stuff? That's fucking mad. Who the fuck taught you this stuff? Where? Oprah? <laughs> Shaving your armpits and shit? People in Europe don't do that. In China, they say, well, fuck, what's wrong with it? It's normal, right? You know what? It, 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 when you shave it all off, that's when you get like sore and stuff. It chaffs because the hair is like a lubricant. Do you know that? Don't, you know what you don't want to use, right? You know that stuff they roll under their arms to stop the smell? I don't do that. I stink. I just fucking stink. It's all right. That's what you're supposed to be, smelly. People are supposed to be smelly. So when you roll that, that's what gives people tick cancer. It is. That it cause, what it does blocks the pores and stuff, and it, and it like creates like... What are those other things under your arms you can get cancer in? Lymph nodes, that's it, see? Starts in the lymph nodes, goes to the tits. So stop it. So have a wash. Let your hairs grow and you'll be back to normal. It's like giving up drinking. It's just like, you know, it's another way to get back. See, people were brainwashed into buying all that shit in the 50s. Someone said, well, people stink. What are we going to do about that? At least he's just put perfume on and shit, you know. And now that the, they have to roll fucking garbage under their arms. And it's all sticky, isn't it? Hey. hey. Sticky, isn't it? All that stuff. Yeah. I'm just looking for some jokes here. You're not laughing, so it's not funny. Yeah. Did you give me the light? Really? Fuck me, I haven't got started yet. 
Uh, shall I tell some jokes before I go? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, when I get up, I won't intimidate you, darling, will I? If I get up now, all right? Yeah. I'm not going to do it, I'm not. It's just the other. Hmm? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. It's a fucking fiddle. That's all bullshit. None of it's true. Ah, oh, lovely. I bet you guys, when Jesus was born, everyone was like, "Well, thank God at last! Now we can start counting forwards in time." <laughs> Abstract joke. See, I'm not that dumb. I can, I can, I can do. Do you like silly jokes, you guys? You like silly stuff? Do you like silly jokes? I do. What is it? I'm gonna just go like I was too I know I realised I was too close. Is that what I was intimidating you? Alright, oh, sorry. No, I'm not sorry, I should never apologize. Just tell me to get fucking back. That's Alright? You okay now? Now I understand it's fucking it. it must be horrible for women because we've had a few rape things lately, haven't we? No, we have, right? In the comedy scene, it's been fucking awful, right? And I don't want to talk about the people, but, you know, you start thinking about what it must be like for a skinny little girl walking around, like, the Mission District in the middle of the fucking night, and all these kids, fucking drunk. And we've got to fucking behave ourselves, man. Yeah. Got to learn to behave, haven't we? I'm talking to the youngsters now. Not you guys, not the, the boys, I mean, you know. Well, they won't rape anybody, is right? <laughs> no, it's horrible shit. <laughs> I love Pam, she's the best. I mean, doing all this for all these comics, it's fantastic. Nobody else does this stuff. We all owe her money. <laughs> I'm going to give her like five bucks before I go. Hey, what's that, Pam? Oh, I had this great idea, Pam. Pam, I had this great idea for a new stage show. All about levitation. But we're having trouble getting it off the ground. Uh, I can't wait. What, you just want dick jokes all the time? So you don't understand the gravity of the situation, you know? If only we could raise the funds. Hmm? It's all up in the air right now, anyway. Wow. <laughs> Comic strip humour. Comic strip humour. I'm going to. I've way overstayed my welcome. But you know, I drove 15 miles to get here, so she should give me 20 minutes or more. Should I have another 10 minutes? No, I'm just kidding you. If toxic masculinity wants a poster child this year, they can call on Griffin Daly. I learned recently why it's called cat calling, and it's because I got a cat and I talk to my cat all the time. I'm like, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Why don't you come here? And it doesn't work with the cat either. So I'm like, I get it. Like the cat doesn't come to me. I got cat called um, the other day. I don't know if it's cat call or a compliment though. A guy, he said, girl, you've been like living a long time to look 22. I'm like, that's a compliment. 
I felt really good. And then another guy, he, I guess he was, he said, girl, you got a nice, you got a good fit on today. And I was like, oh, that's nice. It's a double entendre. I'm fit and I'm wearing an outfit. That's very nice. But I was wearing a skirt and, and he goes, hey, can I get under there and get a sniff? I'm like, okay, that's catcalling and that's gross because like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's kind of gay. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that's what it's kind of strange you're a nice comedian she's a super funny lady and you're gonna love her put your hands together for Michaela Lassig all right cool <laughs> so uh thank you guys all for coming out it's Friday I think it's the hardest night of the week to get out on and uh you know it's uh it's hard because you know by the end of the week you're tired of everyone's bullshit Work, working, commuting, your pants, your bra. So, yeah, imagine trying to be funny right now, <laughs> you know? Or like remembering words. <laughs> uh, I have a really hard time remembering things uh, just generally and like prioritizing all of that stuff that we need to remember. Um, and you know, like it. The problem is, like, do I remember to register my car by January eighth, or do I brush my teeth every day? Honestly, it's a, it's neither. So, yeah. <laughs> no one told me that being an adult was going to be so hard. Like, it, I think that it takes about two to three adults to be like one sufficient one. That or like 15 apps, and that's really, that's really it. Basically, like we all need stay-at-home uh, wives or spouses. Um, you know, I'm using that term loosely. We gotta, we're at a point right now where we gotta like think about the words that we're using these days. We've gotta make really good choices. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um, we, we've gotta be, you know, like thinking about how everyone's gonna take things. So um, that's why I started a petition on change.org to turn bullet points into hope dots. <laughs> if you don't sign, you're a jerk <laughs> and you like guns. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm even like triggered by the word Trump in casual conversation. I won't play cards. <laughs> Fuck my grandma. Like I won't do it. She loves hearts and euchre or whatever that's called. Uh, <laughs> won't have them in my house. I also like, you know, I don't want to dilute the me the Me Too movement message. So I've started to say samesies in casual conversation. I hate bullet points. Samesies, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, interestingly, I'm going to move this. Um, I also recognize that uh, the power of words is phenomenal, like as we, as we all know, right? But interestingly, the delivery is also very important. <laughs> and it can give you a lot of power. And I've been playing with this power a lot at work, <laughs> where you should definitely be playing with these things. So I've learned I have cultivated three beautiful phrases that um let me actually let me start by saying this does anybody have any opinionated coworkers? raise your hand yep yep that's a few of you okay the other ones you are that coworker. um all right and if you have an opinionated coworker who is just very outspoken and annoying about it then this is for you ready hmm. well tough to say and 
Yikes. <laughs> so imagine that someone is giving you their opinion. Who has an opinion here? Anybody want to give me an opinion? No one has an opinion. Pam, you have an opinion. You always have an opinion. Give me one. Cats are the best things ever in the whole world. Hmm. Well, tough to say. <laughs> right? And then here's what happens. That escalates. That kicks them off and makes them emotionally just unstable and then you know what they're gonna say something like how dare you question my judgment and you're like yikes <laughs> and you win you fucking won and that's how you do it all right uh, <laughs> we live in a crazy time right now it's a it's a little bit tumultuous bad things are happening all over the world in fact, I actually heard about this island that was overtaken by monkeys infested with herpes right off the coast of Florida, obviously. <laughs> Who would do that to monkeys? A Florida person. <laughs> I always say if you've got it, flaunt it, unless you got mouth herpes, because that shit flaunts itself. And if you've got that and you're living in Florida, so like anyone in Florida, you might want to stay inside because you're wanted for some monkey business. <laughs> uh, that's a dad joke, but I love it. Um, monkey business. Who here thinks they're going to have sex tonight? One person. But not by yourself. <laughs> cool. None of us. Great. Well, then I don't have to be bitter about it. Um, actually, I do have a special someone who's here tonight. Hun, stand up. There's no one there. I'm not going to pause. <laughs> I'm single. You knew I was single. It's fine. I'm on the hunt, all right? I'm not a great hunter, because to be a great hunter, you need the element of surprise. I <laughs> uh, can't do that. I'm also a liberal, so not really into those guns. And, you know, it would be really, like, undermining of my bullet point petition if I was found holding bullets, so... Um, Michaela, why do you have, Michaela, you shouldn't have all that ammo. Hmm, well, tough to say. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, no, I've been dating a bit, uh, but, um, you know, it's a little bit difficult because I'm taking it very seriously. Uh, I, I'm not into casual sex anymore. Um, so that only leaves formal sex. <laughs> I'll get a corsage. He'll wear a tux, and my parents will take pictures of me on the stairs before he comes. <laughs> a sex joke with my parents in it? Ew, the horror. Uh, <laughs> they would hate that. <laughs> We're actually like a really close family. Um, you know what they say, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, yeah, so um, I, I don't uh, blame them for, you know, like we're not actually enemies. I don't blame them for everything, um, just a lot. Um, yeah. uh, there's one thing in particular that I think is definitely their fault. Um, I have this internal dilemma, all right? Okay, so this dilemma is that like, so um, my mom is Jewish. I'm Jewish because my mom's Jewish. She gave that to me. Um, my uh, dad is German stock, like wrong side of the war, um, German stock. And so like, I have this like battle inside where part of me wants to, my mom to find me a nice Jewish boy so I can settle down. And the other part of me wants to just find Trump and just fuck the shit out of him, you know, with his consent, not Kavanaugh. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> edging into politics there. There are two things that I, uh, I've, um, I'll never forget. <laughs> One is like where I was on 9-11. And the other, th the other thing I'll never forget is getting my I IUD the day after Trump was elected. So... It was just, you know, let's just extend that horrible night one day further. Um, I got it in, like, hopefully it'll last, you know, into his impeachment. I guess that's, they last for five years. Let's just pray, you know. Um, but uh, it was funny. So uh, they, I got there to the place and the doctor was like, you know, we do these all the time. Um, only once or twice a year do we not, like, you know, does it not, like, make its way. Do you guys all know what an IUD is? Okay, so it's like a tea, but but it starts out like, you know, like a, you know when you're putting a ship in a bottle, but like it's more pa painful, uh, and then you like pull the thing, and then all the sails come up. It's kind of like that, but it's your cervix, and it hurts a lot. So anyway, so they're telling me <laughs> that uh, that um, it, it rarely happens that they can't get it in, and obviously, I was an exception. I was very stressed out, so like I was like, no, no. And so was my cervix. So, um, so they, she's like, I'm going to take one more stab in it, uh, stab at it. Nope. <laughs> and I said, pun intended. And she did this and it went in and, uh, she <laughs> and she laughed cause that was a funny joke. And that wasn't the first time someone laughed with their hands inside me, <laughs> but it was definitely my least favorite time. <laughs> Oh man, uh, birth control is great, so is healthcare. Uh, but um, being 32, uh, you know, I, I'm dating, and you know, I want to be safe there. But I also like I need to do everything I can to make myself more attractive and approachable. So I moved to Palo Alto, <laughs> um, so no one can find me. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, I, um, <laughs> I have all these like horrible attempts, uh, at like, you know, doing, you know, make myself more attractive and approachable, but, um, well, uh, they are all very poorly, uh, done. So for instance, and I think you, you, Anna, this person in the audience who I know will know, um, I, uh, so I got a dog and, um, uh, my thought was, Hey, men with dogs are hot. Therefore, women with dogs are hot. That's not not true. I have a nice, very family-friendly golden doodle, and I attract a ton of women over 50 and very young families. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. I also, I got into comedy to meet men. <laughs> so here's what happened. I read a study, no, I read a Facebook post with a headline about about an article about a study that said that the more someone laughs at your jokes, the more likely it is that they'll have sex with you. <sighs> it turns out that really only works for men. Now, and actually, so, so the more a woman laughs at your jokes, men, the more likely it is that she'll have sex with you. So no one's having sex with you. Um, but um, the, uh, they did a counter study that showed that the more jokes a woman told, the more likely it was that a man's genitals would just like go up inside their body. <laughs> but <laughs> you can actually see this playing out in real life, okay? Not that, because that's not real, that's a joke. But you can see this, so on the dating profiles, uh, women are looking for men who are funny, and men are looking for women with a sense of humor. Unfortunately for me, I'm funny, but I have no sense of humor. <laughs> so I'm basically everyone's worst nightmare. Anyway, thanks everyone. I'm Michaela. That was my time. Michaela Lassig, yay! Woohoo! 
she she fluttered, she she dipped her toe in that political. She was like, a little baby, a little bit. That's good. All language is political, and she's absolutely right. I don't know what to call myself. And I mean, I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's actually spelled with an I. You know, like I am a feminist. But no, it's right. We're hu- I'm a human. I'm a female. I'm a person. Like, language is political. But feminism is spelled with an I. Uh, thank you, Michaela. Yay! Your next comedian is this guy over here. He's wearing a suit. He dressed up for you, and you're going to love his jokes. Clap your hands together for David Stolowitz. Yay! <laughs> Let the joyous news be spread. The government shutdown is finally dead. 3.04 this afternoon. As Pam and Elmo the Muppet, for that matter, like to say, Yay! Ding dong, the shutdown's dead. Unfortunately, there's always another wicked Mitch around the corner, isn't there? Maybe we could drop a house on that one, too, though. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ah, man. Witches get stitches, right? Especially witches in horror movies. They're always tripping and then they hurt themselves. It's just natural. I actually have an authentic piece of Mitchcraft, I mean, witchcraft here tonight. Um, I brought a seal over there from Anakian Magic for my friend Justin Carisi. Um, hopefully he'll have much more luck with it than I did. God rest his soul. Um, you know, uh, pig and magic is a younger man's game, I feel. It's time to get out of it for me. We all got to grow up at some point. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about things. Um... I'm just so happy that that nightmare is over. With all this reefer in here in the way, I dressed up for the occasion. It feels like a jazz club, doesn't it? As the skies are blue and clouds are white, trees are green, and I forget how the rest of it goes. I don't know, because usually I was too stoned to listen to it. Uh, yeah. Um, I used to be a master arts student at San Jose State. Now I'm a marijuana anonymous, so I've gone from one MA program to another. A lot of people say you can't get addicted to marijuana. You can, it's just really subtle. Like one day you're smoking with a bunch of dwarves as you bowl in the Appalachian Mountains, and the next day you wake up and you're 100 wondering where your life has gone. And uh, you know, weed, it's not that expensive in itself. It's pretty cheap. It's all the things you do while you're high that add up, right? Like when you buy 50 packs of pasta at Costco, so you're prepared, or you decide to go do an open mic in Fresno, because why not, YOLO? (laughs) Let's do this. Oh, no, I'm feeling so much better right now. Um, I don't know if it's because of all the weed in the air, but I hope not. Try to do, I, I've been sober about four months or so, and uh, I haven't been going to meetings lately because I don't think the guys running the meeting are sober themselves. That's a bit of a letdown, right? <laughs> it's, it can be disheartening. Um, I get a lot of support at my meetings, mostly from transgender people, interesting enough. And uh, I had to deal with my own issues because even though I'm a gay guy, I'm a little transphobic. I know, that's so hypocritical, right? Um, I think deep down I have this dark fear that I'll be forced to do drag and be really bad at it. (laughs) It, It's the calves and the atoms that will, it gives you away every time. Um, The last time I did drag, I was seven years old. I was doing a production of The Little Mermaid with my brother for our babysitter. I was Ariel. I put on like a red uh, fireman's cap. And it wasn't even like the actual Little Mermaid. We were just, it was a tape of Bob Marley songs as sung by Sebastian. We were just singing along. (laughs) Ariel didn't even have any real role to play. She just provided airhead commentary. Oh, don't worry. Be happy. What a concept. Thank you for that deep insight, Ariel. Go back to playing the bongos now.
<laughs> Please. Uh, so a funny thing happened on the way to this forum. Um, I managed to charm this woman who was uh, over by my car while I was pumping gas. Maybe that thing has a little bit of magic left in it. Who knows? Um, I don't know. People are superficial in Sunnyvale because I uh, was going to pump gas there on El Camino Real because no one in Santa Clara will take a credit card anymore, the penny pinchers. And my bank account is dry, but my credit card's got like maybe 200 bucks left. You know, I'm $1,600 on debt on that. That's not counting all the student loans and stuff. But this woman takes one look at me and at my daddy's car and she's like, oh my gosh, you're rich. You want a job? Apparently, jobs are like loans these days, you guys. They're only giving them to people who don't seem to need them. And, you know, uh, at first, uh, she's like, are you in finance? Are you going to a meeting tonight like me and my husband? I'm like, no, I'm a comedian. I'm going to a gig. Oh, where? Mutiny Radio. It's in the Mission in San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. I love the Mission. I have friends there. Do you? Yeah. Do they sleep under the freeway, too? <laughs> You're so funny. And see, this is a weird thing is as I continued talking with this woman, I realized that because I was a comedian, she thought that I was just making shit up. Like she's asked me, oh, are you like well off? Do you like to do this kind of stuff? No, it's just an illusion. <laughs> she had no idea that I'm thousands of dollars in debt. And I spent five hours on Facebook today while listening to the chipmunks sing a version of Kendrick Lamar's Be Humble. <laughs> Nobody pray for me. Not even a day for me. Well, yep, yep. I remember syrup sandwiches of crumb allowances. Now I'm making this parmesan with my countess. Little bitch, be humble. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Oh, Dave, what was that? When you get into comedy, you have to decide what kind of comedian you want to be. You can be dirty, you can be clean, or you can be schizophrenic like me. I don't recommend the last one. Neither does Simon and Theodore. I was trying to do all these voices today. It's hard when you're not on cocaine, right? <laughs> I mean, Robin Williams made it look easy. But no, I don't like cocaine. Um, I know a lot of people really enjoy it, but I find it makes people self-righteous and obnoxious and turns them into Trump supporters. Uh, there's this weird correlation. I got this one friend who loves it, and he's a real gem. He's like, you know what your problem is, Dave? Ugh, no self-control, okay? You need to get your life together. Uh, drugs is a reoccurring theme in my life. I used to do methamphetamine, but I quit when Breaking Bad ended. It seemed like a good time for it, you know? That's a lot like Judaism. Wonderful highs, terrible lows. Most of the time, you're in purgatory. Um, I have the opposite situation as Michaela. My dad is a Jew and my mom is a Scot, so I'm Jew-ish. I get all the anti-Semitism, numb of the privilege. Um, but I still love classic Jewish cinema, I have to say. My favorite Jewish movie is Alien Covenant. It's the story about how God set apart and guided his people over thousands of years so that they could incubate aliens in their chest cavities. You know, in space, no one can hear you scream, why does this always happen to us? I've used a lot of this stuff before. <laughs> I was trying to think tonight. I'm like, what kind of new stuff could I do at Mutiny? What will work? Uh, I have such mixed feelings about cottage cheese, don't you? Like, on the one hand, it's delicious. But on the other hand, it reminds me of my grandmother's fat deposits. And people get so religious about cottage cheese, don't they? No, no gray area whatsoever. It's either God's chosen dairy product or the devil's curd. But I believe in a woman's right to choose whether or not she wants chives. Only God can judge her. <laughs> So I was taking two dicks the other day, and it wasn't nearly as fun as I thought it would be. I guess my eyes were bigger than my mouth. What can I say, San Francisco? I bit off more than I could chew. 
I am not going back to that bathhouse again. Oh, steamworks or no. Uh, I have a friend who goes to bathhouses and he's not even gay. He just likes to pick up on transgender chicks. And uh, it's weird because I don't understand why you would go to bathhouse if you're not gay, except like because you like the spa. I mean, they have this lovely eucalyptus scent there. It's very calming, but that, that's the only reason I can think of. Oy. Um, do you like puzzles, Griffin? I was working on one the other week. It took me forever to get the damn box open. But then what I do, all these chains pop out, pierce my skin, and drag me into a sadomasochistic hell dimension. That was not worth $8. Maybe I'll give it to my mom, see if she has more fun with it. <sighs> Whenever I don't know what to do, I just start going to the yoga poses. Because my time is precious, you guys. I don't always have time to work out as a busy comedian. Oh, and it just makes me feel better. I'm comfortable with the silence. I studied in the empty open mic school of Zen Buddhism. It centers me. <sighs> I'm currently caught up in an epic power struggle. I can't run the microwave and the fridge at the same time. Life goals, blessed. <laughs> yeah, I want to make fun of my parents. And I want to make fun of my friends who are living with their parents, but I'm still living with my parents, so it doesn't work. Uh, my dad, he's always uh, criticizing what I eat, which is annoying because he's been obese my entire life and got diagnosed with diabetes a couple years ago. So I just love it when he gives me health advice, you know. Um, he has this great diet plan. I don't know if it's the keto or what, but he goes out and he burns off all these calories and then he gets a big bucket of KFC and tells me to stop eating a block of cheese. Uh, you know, if he keeps this up, I'm going to have to stop taking money from him, you guys. <laughs> oh, what do I end on? What do I end on? That's what my suicidal friends are always asking. I haven't been suicidal in years, but I find if I hang out with enough suicidal comics, it just sucks the energy out of me anyway. So I think it works out in the end. But honestly, San Francisco, I think suicide is really cliche. It's just been done to death at this point. Kind of like school shootings, yeah. Some people say a dark sense of humor is a sign of psychosis, but doesn't a generalization like that just make you want to stab someone? <laughs> dark humor is like food, all right? Not everyone gets it. <laughs> Gotta be okay with that. Thank you so much. You all have a good night. We have one last comedian for you. Hang in there. The amazing three women in the front are the coolest lit. He's going to explain everything. He's a hilarious guy. I'm so excited to bring him up. I really he's, He hails from Georgia, and he's super funny. Uh, clap your hands together for Clark Franzman. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. I hope you're having the right time. Is your friend about to bail and just leave you guys? That'd be hilarious. She's like, I can't do this shit anymore. I got you guys have fun. I don't know. That's so funny. If you leave, I I'll I don't know what I'll, I'll probably just do my act still. <laughs> just there's literally nothing gonna stop me from eight minutes of talking. Um, I'm not doing ten minutes, by the way. You couldn't, you couldn't fucking pay me to do ten minutes in here. You could. It'd be five dollars. It'd be. I, all right. Well, here we go. Hey, uh, I listen to a lot of radio, right? Huh? My favorite kind of radio. I gotta. It's so weird. I can't just like stare at you three. I gotta play like there's other people in the room besides the only guy we don't all want to be in the room. Uh, <laughs> David. Uh, with the the Tim's with the suit is such an interesting shoe clothes match. You look like um like a construction worker dressing for the job you want. Like that's 
All right. I listen to a lot of radio, and my favorite kind of radio is uh, Mexican radio. Because if you don't speak Spanish, no commercials. Okay, all right. <laughs> What's, uh, I, I had somebody ask me the other day what the biggest lie I've ever told was. That's a fucking heavy question. What do you guys do? You guys have? Do you know off the top of your head that like something registered right away? What's your biggest lie, Pam? I, uh, I told I was teaching and I told them I was having Did you like go back to work afterwards and have to play off the abortion? Yes. That's a big one. That's but that's like it's got almost no real consequences. That's literally it has no consequences. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Uh, I think mine was the first time I told my girlfriend I loved her. I think that was, and I knew that wasn't going to play this crowd. Um, but it's, it was only a lie because she said it first, all right? I, if, if you don't say it first, it's a lie in the moment, for sure, right? Like, you weren't just thinking like, oh, man, I, all right. I, when I say it now, I mean it. I mean it now, but... Maybe I wouldn't have to be saying it now if I didn't lie then. You guys get it. All right. Uh, I keep having uh, I keep having this recurring nightmare of uh, where I'm like trapped in some weird Scientology camp. Uh, and the thing is, I don't know much about Scientology. So the nightmare is really just like Tom Cruise being mean to me at Sunday school. That's the whole nightmare. That's... <laughs> Which, I don't know what that means, but it doesn't mean nothing, <laughs> for sure. I'm never going to learn anything about Scientology. That's what it fucking means. I need to keep that nightmare nice and vague. I need to know specifics. All right. Um, anytime I get a chance to pay for gas uh, with cash, I like to try and guess the year I'm going to die, too. <laughs> Just go, uh, let me get 1909 on pump six. That's right. I think I'm going to die 110 years ago. <laughs> oh, man. If you could see how pleased I am with myself every time I turn over here. <laughs> um, this, this is going to be a fun show. <laughs> There's 10 more guys. We got more comedians coming in. You guys got to. This would be your nightmare. <laughs> That's so funny. Your friend left. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, all right. Uh, really, all I have else to talk about is cocaine. Do you guys like coke? Do you guys. You look like you might fuck around every once in a while. You fucking. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I, could, I could spot a deviated septum when I see one. God damn it. <laughs> I can sniff out. All right, <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this joke that takes so much energy and commitment on my part, and it's almost impossible to do it for this many people. And there's no way it works. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I love cocaine because it makes me more interesting than you know your standard everyday no coke doing motherfucker uh, you ever been at work and talked to the guy in your office who doesn't do blow boring get the fuck out of here john hey john how was your weekend well <laughs> i went home okay <laughs> all right i'm playing with my dog a little bit okay <laughs> cooked a little dinner all right <laughs> watch some netflix okay <laughs> 
jacked off. He always says jacked off like that's the big thing. Like we're supposed to be like, oh shit, John, you jacked off, son? Friday night by yourself, John, you jacking off shit, son? You crazy with this one, John? You out here jacking off, John, by yourself, Saturday night, John? Get the fuck out of here with that story, John. That story is boring, John. Let me tell you what I did this Saturday night, John. I went home. First thing I did, risked my life on illegal street drugs. Face first into a pile of blow like the heroes from the movies. All right, John? Then I'll tell you what I did. I played with my dog. He got tired first, put him to bed. All right? Then, John, I binged watched, John. 11 hours of Mad Men, John. That's a slow pace show, John. That's a slow pace show. Didn't hear shit of it because I was listening to 11 hours of sp- Speed metal, John. That's a fast pace metal, John. <laughs> and then, no, John, I didn't jack off. And it's not because I can't get hard on coke. I don't know where you heard that. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> but I did Google dead playmates and read their Wikipedia pages for hours, John. For hours, John. And I did a jack off, John, because. <laughs> what the. F- uh, oh, I didn't jack off, John, uh, because I, I do something and I do an act out where I rub my nose. This is a big funny punchline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, God damn, I got to f- remember what the big punchline of that was, because that was a lot of energy to just go to that spot. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um, Coke's not my favorite drug, though. I think my favorite drug's probably acid. You guys do a little acid? We got some third eyes open over here. I'm not along. Uh... I love acid just because, like, you get so much bang for your buck. Like, you get a lot. You get 20 bucks of weed. What do you get? Like, a little sleepy. You get 20 bucks of Coke. You get what? Not enough Coke. You know what I'm talking about. You get 20 bucks of acid, you get to change who you are as a person. That shit is wild. It's like, oh, my God, $20 for, God damn, what's the punchline of that shit? It's because I'm not drinking. Uh Twenty dollars for fuck. I've been doing that joke for four years. That's fucked up. Um, all right. Well, that's the thing of the night, I guess. Uh, you ever lose coke? I get a lot of coke material. <laughs> you lose lose a coke, you'll never look for anything harder in your whole fucking life. You lose a bag of coke. I lost my passport. I didn't even retrace my steps. All right. I lost a bag of coke. I was trying to rip open painted shut kitchen drawers. Just like maybe I got crazy with some Sherwin Williams last night. Where is that boat? <laughs> All right. So I just got a job, huh? There we go. And how'd I do it? I what lied on my resume. That's right. That's how you get a job. Can't tell them the truth. Clark, why'd you have to leave your last job? Because uh, they asked me to. <laughs> That's why. Uh, Clark, what's your what's your biggest weakness? Oh, it's that my uh, ineffectiveness is going to outgrow my likability exponentially. <laughs> it's going to be quick. Um, I'm good at job interviews, though. I'm I'm good at it. Like uh, like I always have a question for them. You know, hey, do you have any questions for us? Yeah. Where do you guys see yourselves in five years? So like, we don't know, but we want you to take us there. Welcome aboard, Mr. CEO. <laughs> you are hired. And then, like, I'm good at job interviews, but I'm not good at uh, job. <laughs> no, I don't. I give good interview. I don't so much good job. They're always disappointed. Like, Clark, we thought we hired a hardworking, self-motivated team player, and you are drunk. So <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> it's like, I went to lunch. 
thank you, thank you, thank you, no, thank you, stop it, thank you. Um, I work. Uh, I, I the the job I got when I wrote that joke was, uh, and uh, I worked in a mailroom, which is fun because I got a lot of vices. But when I uh, when I started working in this mailroom, I got a new vice, which was stealing mail. Holy shit! <laughs> Whoa, you want to talk about a rush? You think shoplifting's fun? Pack your backpack full of 15, 16 letters, walk past building security, just like, I'm the mail man in this bitch. <laughs> I worked at a fun mailroom. It was at the Lucas Films mailroom here in San Francisco. That was fun because I got to steal fan mail. That's right. <laughs> Fucking Natalie Portman has not got a letter in months. I just take that shit home, read them in the bathtub, pretend like I'm hurt. <laughs> that shit is fun. Just write the guy's back, put a lipstick on, kiss the thing, leave the lipstick on the rest of the day. You know, fun stuff. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this has been more fun than I thought. You guys have actually, you guys have been great. Thanks so much for supporting your friend. But fuck her for leaving, though. Oh, my God. I will never book her. I don't book shit. I don't book a goddamn thing. I'm not anybody. Um... You ever wipe so hard you restart the shit? Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This is the last one, and then we can all go on to our Friday night that we wish we had or whatever. No, this has been a shit ton of fun. Um, you guys have the guy or the person at your work that like you only communicate with by saying the days of the week back and forth to each other. He's like, oh, hey, what's up, Bill? Doesn't feel like Tuesday, does it? All right, see you later, man. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, Bill? Thursday, almost there. All right, have a good one, Bill. <laughs> it's like, Bill, it's been four years, man. There's got to be more than this. Like, what are your fears, Bill? And if you fucking say Mondays, I swear to God. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. You guys are been great. I'm Clark, that's Pam. This is Muni, this has been fun. like pot food I feel like you came and do you want one they're, they're pigs they're caramel and they have little nuts in them they're really good you do you don't, you don't, is that awkward uh, or, or I thought you said I thought you said thank you for offering no thank you guys for staying oh my god you without you this is schizophrenia this is without you we have met, we have mental illness and we just talk to each other in a room so thank you guys so much for being here and for laughing at our jokes and everyone who performed tonight and have a great weekend and thanks for being here at Mutiny Radio yay <laughs>
hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, Flap. six to eight. Happy hour. Flap with Classic on George Muni Radio. D. Dot FM. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio.
He was kind of raggedy and...
They turned everything into a kind of an adventure. She liked that. Just an ordinary trip down to the grocery store was full of adventure. They were always laughing at stupid things. He liked to make it laugh. And they didn't much care for anything else. Because all they wanted to do was be with each other. They were always together. And he, he loved her more than he ever felt possible. He couldn't stand being away from her um, during the day when he went to work. So he'd quit just to be home with her. Then he'd get another job when the money ran out. And then he'd quit again. But pretty soon she started to worry. About what? Money, I guess. Not having enough. Not knowing when the next check was coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside coming in. Yeah, I know that feeling. So he started to get kind of torn inside. How do you mean? Well, he knew he had to work to support her. But he couldn't stand being away from her either. And the more he was away from her, the crazier he got. Except now, he got really crazy. He started imagining all kinds of things. Like what? He started thinking that she was seeing other men on the sly. Come home from work and accuse her of spending the day with somebody else. You'd yell at him, break things in the trailer. The trailer. 
Yes. They lived in a trailer home. Anyway, he started to drink real bad. He'd stay out late to test her, to see if she'd get jealous. He wanted her to get jealous, but she didn't. She just worried about him. That got him even madder. He thought if she never got jealous of him, that she didn't really care about him. Jealousy was a sign of her love for him. And then one night, one night, she told him that she was pregnant. She was about three or four months pregnant, and he didn't even know. And then suddenly everything changed. He stopped drinking, got a steady job. He was convinced that she loved him now because she was carrying his child. And he was going to dedicate himself to making a home for her. But a funny thing started to happen. He didn't even notice it at first. She started to change. From the day the baby was born, she began to get irritated with everything around her. She got mad at everything. Even the baby seemed to be an injustice to her. He kept trying to make everything all right for her, buy her things, take her out to dinner once a week. But nothing seemed to satisfy her. For two years, he struggled pull them back together like they were when they first met. Finally, he knew it was never going to work out. So he hit the bottle again. But this time it got mean. This time when he came home late at night, she wasn't worried about him or jealous. She was just enraged. She accused him of holding her captive by making her have a baby. Told him that she dreamed about escaping. That was all she dreamed about, escape. She saw herself at night running naked down a highway, running across fields, running down riverbeds, always running. And always just when she was about to get away, he'd be there. He would stop her somehow. He would just appear and stop her. And when she told him these dreams, he believed them. He knew she had to be stopped or she'd leave him forever. So he tied a cowbell to her ankle so he could hear at night if she tried to get out of bed. But she learned how to muffle the bell by stuffing a sock into it and inching her way out of the bed and into the night. He caught her one night when the sock fell out and he heard her trying to run to the highway. He caught her and dragged her back to the trailer and tied her to the stove with his belt. He just left her there, went back to bed, and lay there listening to her scream. Then he listened to his son's scream. And he was surprised at himself because he didn't feel anything anymore. All he wanted to do was sleep. And for the first time, he wished he were far away. Lost in a deep, vast country where nobody knew him. Somewhere without language. 
about this place without knowing its name. And when he woke up, he was on fire. There were blue flames burning the sheets of his bed. He ran through the flames toward the only two people he loved. But they were gone. His arms were burning, and he threw himself outside and rolled on the wet ground. Then he ran. He never looked back at the fire. He just ran. He ran until the sun came up couldn't run any further. And when the sun went down, he ran again. For five days he ran like this, until every sign of man had disappeared.
Flat Black Plastic is the show on Mutiny Radio that you're listening to. Keep it listening. August 1934. Several months later, I began to feel heavy and tremors inside of my womb. My breasts are full of milk. The child does not belong in my life, for I have too many people to take care of. I have already too many children. As D.H. Lawrence said, do not bring any more children into the world, bring hope into the world. There are too many men without hope and faith in the world. Too much work to do, too many to serve and care for. Already, I have more than I can bear. I sit in the studio in the dark, talking to my child. You should not be thrust into this black world, in which even the greatest joys are tainted with pain, in which we are slaves to material forces. He kicked and stirred. So full of energy, my child. How much better it would be if you had stayed away from Earth in obscurity and unconsciousness, in the paradise of non-being. My little one not born yet, you are the future. I would prefer to live with men in the present, not with future extensions of myself into the future. I feel your small feet kicking against my womb. It is very dark in the room we are sitting in, just as dark as it must be for you inside of me. But it must be sweeter for you to be lying in the warmth than it is for me to be seeking in this dark room the joy of not knowing, not feeling, not seeing, the joy of lying still and quiet in utter warmth and darkness. All of us forever seeking again this warmth and this darkness, this being alive without pain, this being alive without anxiety or fear or loneliness. You are impatient to live. You kick with your small feet, my little one not born yet. You ought to die in warmth and darkness. You ought to die because in the world there are no real fathers, not in heaven. Or on earth. The German doctor.